You're listening to Best Friends Catching Up. The Mark and Joe Show. Yeah, that was a beer all along. <laughs> cheers, uh, buddy. I've got uh, I've got a whole garden here, a wheat beer. Dude, it looks like you're drinking a stubby. It's a little jabron. Dude, this took me, I just spent about four minutes trying to open this because I couldn't find a bottle opener and I can't do the old trick because of my hand. Like I don't have any leverage, you know? Like, oh, think of, come on. No, piss off, man. I can't. Huh. I think about. <laughs> you sound like you're from London. <laughs> Yo, but seriously, <laughs> seriously, think about how you do it. Like, where's your leverage? It's on that top knuckle, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've that my that part of my hand's broken. I mean, oh, <laughs> fuck off! You don't know <laughs> shit. Put yourself in my shoes. Be friggin'. Come on, be have a perspective of a man with a broken hand. I mean, there's other hard surfaces one could use. I mean, pop oh, true. a bag. I could have done, yeah, done the old, uh, no, you are right. I didn't even really think about doing the old table open. Yeah, sometimes you got to get a bit rogue with, a, I mean, desperate times, right? Yeah, the table open is, I don't know, though. It's it's a, it's a brutish. It's brutish. Like, you're going to ruin the table. Yeah, like, you whatever. don't use a table. You use, like... Dude. You know, like what? Like a rock? Pop of Viagra. You get something nice. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever? You've never taken a Viagra. Or no, like, no, have you? No. Dude, who are no. we talking? Weren't we talking about this with someone recently? I think it was just you and I. Oh, it's true. A, it's a recurring thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, man, that's a feel like that's a slippery slope. You don't want to go down that path. No, but I mean, at what point would you go down that path? I mean, I mean, when you stop getting erections is probably when you go down that path. <laughs> <laughs> Someone was telling me uh, Cialis is where it's at. Yeah. Okay. So we were talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cialis. It's like when the time comes, you're ready to go. It's not like bag or where you're just torqued for like 24 hours right yeah exactly the way it just described to me is cialis she'll get you there but right in time viagra she fucking takes you on a wild ride and she does not let go that sounds like a nightmare man (laughs) (laughs) seriously it does dude before i forget um pete from work showed me one of the most epic things. And uh, we just listened to it. He just, it was a YouTube video, but we were on our way back from uh, the golf tournament. More to come on that. Oh, dude, can't wait to hear about that. Oh. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a Sorry, noise. just. Yeah, you did just a little micro wank. <laughs> just did a little micro wank there, folks. If, if you don't know what that means, then go check fuck out yourself. Season three, episode two or something. Yeah, the self-titled episode, micro Yeah, it's easy enough. Yeah, uh, read a book. Hey, oh, I just dude, listened I, to yo, this. Dude, I just realized something. Fuck, I don't have my headphones. In. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I knew something was a mess. That's sorry. hilarious. Yeah, no, maybe. you know what? Maybe it's usable. It probably could be, but it might yeah. not be. Well, you know, <laughs> you never know what they'll do with technology nowadays. It's uh, it's incredible what can be salvaged. It's true. I, I, I have been sort of uh, getting a little bit of an arsenal of tricks in my editing process. Yeah, that's uh, – man, Mark, your editing skills, they're, they're there, and I appreciate them. Thanks, man. But really? dude, getting back on uh, what I wanted to tell you, what Pete showed me. <laughs> right. <It's>, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pete just pulled it right out and he showed me this baby bird. Beautiful little baby bird. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. Uh, so we, were, we just played this. <laughs> oh. Oh my god, that reminds me of a fucking joke. Oh uh, my god. Okay, well, I'll get back t- to what Pete showed Yeah, me. tell the joke. <laughs> I gotta tell the joke. This joke is probably not even good. I, mean, I, just remi- I just remembered it. Dude, go for it, and dude. 
so <laughs> fuck this joke <laughs> this <laughs> so his so dad's dad's sleeping at home it's a hot summer's night and uh, he's sleeping with his wife and and so he's he's sleeping naked and uh they hear a little like knock on the doors like a little timid knock and it's their daughter and she's she's had a nightmare and he already he already tried consoling her once that night so they're like yeah all right you can sleep in the bed with us and so daughter gets in the bed and sleeping in the middle in between both her parents next thing you know the dad wakes up and he's in the hospital he has no idea what's going on and the dad turns <laughs> the dad turns to the daughter and the mom he says what happened and the daughter says <laughs> I got scared of the night, and I, so I woke up, and then I saw this baby bird. <laughs> it's like, and so I started, and I started stroking on it, but then it spit on me. <laughs> so I smashed its eggs, broke its neck, and bit its fucking head off. <laughs> That wonderful joke. <laughs> this, Welcome, uh... <laughs> Best friends catching up. The Mark and Joe show. I'm Mark. And I'm Joe. Let's go. Half a mile from the county fair and the rain came pouring down. Me and Billy standing there with a silver half a crown. Had to pull off a fishing rod and the tackle on our backs. We just stood there getting wet with our backs against the fence. Folks, you know, we're a couple simple guys just trying to catch up with each other, try to remain relevant in each other's lives, and we're so glad we could share this experience with y'all. So, uh, <laughs> it would mean the world to us, by golly, if you could just hit a like, comment, subscribe, do whatever, share it with the podcast, listen to an episode twice, fuck it, <laughs> you know? So, uh, you know, you just keep being you, you beautiful sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> this, the, this episode of Best Friends Catching Up is also brought to you by our longtime sponsor, the Pelican Seafood Market and Grill, located in Ottawa South. Wonderful spot. It's got a, uh, it's got like a restaurant and uh, and a market, as the name suggests. And uh, you can also find their food truck downtown in Ottawa most days. Fo- give them a follow on Instagram to figure out where they are sitting. And if you uh, if you mention best friends catching up, you'll get $10 off your meal or like a $10 voucher. And say hi to Emil. He's a legend. Yeah. And our other sponsor, uh, this one's a little bit fresh to the table. And it's Charette Wealth Management. And more specifically, the website is charettegroup.ca. I just, I want to say, I don't know fucking shit about wealth management. If uh, having 400 bucks and eight empty pizza boxes in your recycling bin <laughs> is wealth management, then I'm an expert. But one thing I am an expert in, I think, is judging people's character. And Alex Charette, the face of the operation, is about as stand-up a guy as you could ever, ever want or ask for. He was our guest on the podcast last week, and he is awesome. And if, if, if the business is anything like him, then it's an amazing business. And that's really the best uh, description I can give you. That's charettegroup.ca for all your investment needs. Nice. On with the show. <laughs> <laughs> what a oh. hit. What a hit, man. But, dude, as I was saying, right. Pete yeah. <laughs> showed me this uh, – Pete was showing me his baby bird. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, that joke just never dies. Uh, he was, <laughs> he played me a fucking YouTube video. Okay. I just heard the audio and it blew my mind. Okay. I got the video uh, open here so mm-hmm. I can get the entire title. Right. And I just recently, I just watched the video today and it's a whole other layer of amazing. Wow. Um, it's called the Game of Thrones theme song, Custom Shop Fender, is the name of the uh, the video. Game of Thrones theme song, Custom Shop Fender, and it's like Tom Morello and Brad Paisley and all these fucking super insane guitar players, and they're just in this studio with like these nice ass guitars, six or seven of them all just riffing an electric guitar and like working out the game of thrones theme song and like making it their own. And they're all like coming in for solos and shit. And you see the thought process of them coming up with this song. Like they're talking about it. And then they just like a minute or two minutes in the video, they just go in and they take you to pleasure town. It's fucking crazy, man. Damn son. That sounds sick. I mean, it was so a G O T custom shop fender. Did I get that right? Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um was was it a was it a while ago that I that I had that I gave you that um like remember dill pickle tips? <laughs> did that, <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know when that was. I could have like You were trying to explain why a certain type of pickle is crunchier and like no, why you liked it, was it better. Much more, it, was, it was a much more simple <laughs> fact than that. And I've got a new tip for you. So for all of our new listeners, we've got two Two dill pickle tips, one old, one new. The old tip is if you like pickles and you want the best bang for your buck, get buy baby dills because you can pack more baby dills into the jar than you can larger pickles. Do you agree with that? Yeah, it's a simple packing factor. Exactly. And I'll give a shout out to Kieran Sadler because he sort of schooled me up on that in like third or fourth year. And mm. – uh and the new dill pickle tip is if you like spicy pickles, uh, you know you know how you can buy jalapenos that are like pickled in a jar? Yeah. Crack that open, pour the jar into your jar of pickles, you have spicy pickles. You pour the 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 pickle juice from the hot peppers into the pickle Yeah. Of the other of the pickles. Yes. And a couple and put a couple jalapenos in there too, just for for pleasure. What do you do with the jalapenos that have no juice? Uh, you don't you don't dejuice the whole jalapenos because that would be oh. a waste. Yeah, that would be savage. Yeah. Unless you transfuse the pickle juice oh. back into the jalapenos for extra pickly jalapenos. jalapenos. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Jalapeno that's tips a, with Joe. That's some fucking borderline Harry Potter shit. I didn't uh, <laughs> I didn't pass my potions class back in high school. <laughs> <laughs> you're a wizard harry <laughs> i think i think snape would be proud of that one um Yo, so oh how, my god how is okay hold harry. on how uh how okay so you mentioned i don't know if this was when i didn't have my headphones in but you were talking about that golf tournament uh or not golf but golf yeah, yeah was it a tournament or yeah not a tournament it was like a work yeah work thing but well, we saw we kept score. It was the best ball. Before I'd like to tell a story from the. This is relevant because you're wearing so much QRFC garb right now. But uh, <laughs> I'd like to tell a story from the one and only QRFC golf tournament I ever attended. Uh, it was about. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the emotions are high. We're all stoked. We're we're on this big bus going to the going to the golf course outside of Kingston. We're having beers, but it's like. It's like nine o'clock. It's not too. It's not. Uh, it's not like late in the day. We've had like a drink or two. No, no one's drunk, and uh, it's the first hole, and it's we're playing best ball, and it's um, myself, Joe, Duris, and Lucas and Lucas, Lucas Rumball, the captain of the, the team. The current right? captain of the team, but of is he not the captain of the national team? Is he the captain? Dude, I don't know. We need to create those facts, but. I've heard that from a, a couple people. Okay, well, fuck yeah. That's so cool that Lucas Rumball is possibly the captain of the Canadian national team that's going to the World Cup. Yeah. That's incredible. 
It is. It's man. It is so. It's like humbling to think that that we played right alongside these players, and it's not just Lucas, right? Like yes, Kai. There's a Kai, like uh, for me and Harlequins playing with Howie. Mm. I mean, you, we played and not Harlequins. We played against them many times. Yeah, so I, uh... it's cool to think of a lot of people we played with and played against is kind of like forms the fabric of like our national rugby identity you know it's it, is, kinda... it is pretty damn cool and we we had a part to say in their journey right so yeah. who's to say we are in a fucking thread or two in that tapestry definitely yo dude <laughs> on instagram a couple of days ago the queen's men's rugby team put a post and it's like it's it, everybody's in the gym all working out everybody's doing their thing and the the post is like oh we back like we out here or something and I commented on the video, and I was like, who's going to go on the charrette and yell her workout plan? <laughs> Did anyone comment back? A couple of people liked it. Uh, I forget who. But, uh, yeah, to, to those of you who don't know, me and Joe were sort of – we were the black swans in the group. We didn't really partake well, in the mandatory workouts, I guess. We were working on our hand-eye on the ping-pong court. <laughs> That's what we were doing. Exactly. Best skills in the league. <laughs> But Seriously. dude, you were uh, you were telling a story about the golf tournament, the oh, QRFC yeah. golf tournament. That's right. So first hole, literally, no joke, the first hole, and uh, we hit our balls. I think I may have piped to drive down the middle, so we were going up to my ball, and Joe uh, Joe's driving the cart, and he leans down to like pick up his ball and keep driving, but he misses, so he just no problem. He just sort of just does a a sharp turn with the cart to come around and pick up the ball again. But he's just looking at the golf ball and not looking where he's going. And at the last second, we come into view of Duris and, and Lucas Rumble, and we flat out just T-bone them. Like on the first hole, it's an open golf course. There's like alumni on the next hole over looking at us like, what? Looking the, right at like, us. We're like, only the first hole. First hole. Such shame, shame puppies. 150 yards down the fairway crash our effing cart yeah. well i crashed it i mean no one else was to blame i <laughs> i kind of didn't even have a i had one beer yeah for no God's there sakes. was no yeah it wasn't like an alcohol induced crash it was just pure Stupidity. pure just yeah it was an accident really it's an accident um but uh but yeah we quickly forgot about it and had a had a good time for the rest of the day i would say mm-hmm. yeah the golf tournament this past weekend was great man uh it was great to see a bunch of like some of the old friends that were in Oakville that I haven't seen since I moved up back up to Kingston, and it's good to have a good amount of the Kingston group down there and a good contingency down there, and pretty fun night afterwards, I'd say as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> some absolute shenanigans going on. Uh, what did you you know me? I'm but I I was definitely. I was surprised actually at how many people from our office knew about cutting a rug. Oh, nice. Yeah, of course. But they were all they all agreed that I I cut it. Oh my god, Mark, I got a fucking story. You for cut you cut okay, Dude, so. we were in this bar and I was the only person dancing out of like two hundred people. Fuck yeah. And it was like a little bit odd. It was a little bit weird. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was standing, it <laughs> I was can like, picture this so well. It was like tight standing room, in and this you were just and you were just bar. ripping it, dude. So sweaty and oh. like <laughs> just shaking my head like a dog. Like people, <laughs> it's like an involuntary get soak for the people next to me. But uh, <laughs> later on in the night, we were at uh, the Drake Hotel, and we were up on the top uh, patio area. Once again, obviously, it's patio areas. So no one's really dancing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like doing this weird dance. And I put my leg up on the chair and I'm like touching my toes and and like doing these like weird fairy type pixie dancing. And Interesting. The bouncer, the bouncer, yeah, it was very homoerotic. <laughs> the, the bouncer comes up to me and I thought he was gonna be like, hey, buddy, like just fine, but just don't put your foot up on the chair and stuff. And he just came over to me to say, like, he liked what he was seeing, pretty much. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that really got me fired up. So the song, next song comes on, and I'm starting, like, fucking twerking. And I'm, like, I'm <laughs> I'm standing on this step, 
and I just start like dipping down low and I'm like got my ass like right down by my ankles. But if I fall backwards, it's so high risk because I'm on this elevated platform oh. kind of. But I didn't. I held it so deep. It was crazy. And uh, <laughs> the guy, apparently that same bouncer was filming me that whole time. And uh, and when I when we left the upstairs, he gave me a toonie. He, he gave he tipped <laughs> he tipped me for my dancing. <laughs> and he sent and my friends asked for the video and he sent them the video and it was like super blurry and you couldn't really see shit, but it was fucking fun. Oh, that's no, hilarious. Was... That's so funny. Yeah, we were um uh when we were on this the big road trip a couple of weeks ago, the first city we were in was in Seattle. And we uh we were walking to we what's this road trip for our uh, listeners? The so yeah, the oh it's a there was a bunch of us. Let me try to rattle them all off. Um, Jeff Roberts, Lerno, um, Stinny, Rennie. You know, like most of these guys, Cam. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in terms of like who our listeners would know, Jeff Roberts has been yeah, on. He's been on an episode of ours. Lerno's definitely Purple gonna Gatorade. come on. Lerno's definitely gonna come on uh, down the road. Um, you know, Jeff's episode is the most listened to. Oh, they, I think I actually, I think I mentioned that to him uh, on the on the trip. Um, but yeah, we did this big road trip down the West Coast, and we were in Seattle, and we were walking to a bar. Uh, I forget the name of it. And there's this beautiful artificial turf baseball diamond just right across the street from the bar. So we all we all walk over to it, and like me and Jeff are sort of lagging behind the rest of the group, and and Lerno is just throwing like fake pitches to like a fake back catcher and a fake batter. Like <laughs> and we're walking over and, and Jeff just looks to me and he goes, Mark, this is going to get really weird. And I was like, oh, okay. And we pretty much played a full like inning slash scrimmage of baseball without a ball and like everything. Cause there was 10 of us. So we had like a full, a full field and people were, people were, and it was fully lit up like downtown Seattle. People were taking out their phones and videoing us and like laughing at us and shit. It was hilarious. It was so funny. People were like sliding. And then at the end of it, it just, it just degenerated to oh. everyone, everyone just wrestling each other. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's yeah. just get a little wrestle in it here, boys, funny. to end it all off. Yeah, it was hilarious, dude. That yeah, was a good time. Oh. Dude, what uh I was just trying to think uh what what moment in South America? Mark and I traveled in South America. Um how long ago was that by the way? Perhaps like 2 years. 2 Obviously years ago? Can't, can't be t- Yeah, 2, right? Cuz we're coming up a little to the less fall. than 2. Yeah. A little less than 2 years, 2 yeah, years? Sure something like that. Um, Call it 2. It's easy. I was going to ask you what was the sketchiest moment of the whole trip, but I, I think I know, and I'm not um, – I, well, maybe you might say – well, I'll, I'll let you answer. I'll let you answer. I, yeah, I, um, there's – I kind of have two. I kind of have one that you don't really know about. I have two it's as when well. when I was on my own. I've got – actually, I have three. I've got one that I can't say, I've got, and the second one is uh, – oh. The second one, Fuck yeah. <laughs> the second one is um, no. Number one was when I was flying, I was paragliding in Medellin, and that eagle started attacking my my uh, my paraglider shoot. But that's not really. Dude, like... I don't think I don't think we've ever actually visited that on the podcast. I think that that deserves a bit of a deep dive. Pardon my the pun. Mm, God, yeah, it was probably the most. It was like the closest I've ever. Th- thought i was to death while being able to contemplate it for like 20 minutes i still have that on video by the way yeah so i still have the gopro footage yeah we're gonna have to see that one day oh man it's probably such a sad sight when you come to homecoming yeah we'll chuck it on and we'll have a couple beers okay so we're going paragliding in medellin we've tried to go one day the weather didn't cooperate we come back a couple days later and we all take off it's freaking awesome. Like everyone, it's uh, myself, Joe, Ben Bethune, and Max uh, McLernan. We've all got radios. We're like, go for Joe. How you doing up there, Smokey? <laughs> da da da. And we're like, oh yeah, Top Gun. <laughs> like we're all just loving it, flying around. The flight's supposed to last about twenty to twenty-five minutes. We're flying. It's great. It's kind of spooky, but you feel comfortable with the dude who's flying around for you. And mm-hmm. we come back to the landing spot. Joe lands. Ben lands. Max lands. 
I come in and uh, there, since all the guys were down there, there wasn't enough space. So the guy, the guy just said, "Oh, let's do a loop and come back around." In broken English, I could I could barely understand it. And uh, so we what go. What was around. his name? Uh, his name was Marlin. I remember that because he he was like, you know, like Brando, Marlin Brando. I was like, oh yeah, nice. <laughs> And we, so we do a big loop to come back around and all of a sudden out of nowhere, you just hear an Eagles or a Falcons like, and you hear him just go, he, he's just shaking like uncontrollably and shaking the shoot and shaking myself. Cause I'm like strapped to his belly. And my first thought was that he was having a heart attack and I was like going down hundred percent. And then I asked him what the fuck's going on. And he's telling me that there's this Falcon dive bombing the shoot and and yeah, my heart just sunk. I was like, "Oh man, this is it! Like, this is this Falcon's gonna rip a hole in this shoot. We're gonna friggin' careen down the favela and either all, yeah." And I don't know. It was just, it was such. Yeah, I had this GoPro filming, and I just started. You, you really. You feel your own mortality. Yeah, some weird stuff <clears throat> goes goes through your mind. Like I was thinking about how my mom and dad would just be like, oh, "Fuck." Like God damn it, we got him. All, we got him this far. What an idiot! <laughs> yeah, literally. Guy in, died in a paragliding <laughs> accident in Colombia. What a fucking goo! Yeah, dude. I was I was thinking about that stuff in my head, but uh, luckily, um, Marlin just kept and this this bird just kept dive bombing every forty five seconds for about twenty minutes, and finally they brought the he brought us back. We landed and ran into the guys that the, they were just eating breakfast or eating lunch like hey man you're up there for a while <laughs> like having beers you gotta try the chicharron brother. <laughs> mark's all like pale face he's like i it's like guys i can be honest with you, i ain't eating no chicharron <laughs> chicharron you know it's funny but, uh, oh sorry I, I was gonna i was gonna say the other sketchy experience and this one's a bit of a shared one. Was the um, was when we we <laughs> went to this like backwater alley. You know what I'm really impressed with? Uh, like looking back on all these things, like paragliding and going to get those bikes, and when we went out to that little town and we took the motorcycle on the railroad. Like we should talk about that too. Oh, but yeah, that was, yeah. we we really did not let like uh, <clears throat> any obstacles stop us if. We, we tried to find this bike place and it was like in this middle of this old, like abandoned looking industrial area. Yeah. Like this just can't be right. But we stuck to it. We eventually found it. And the, this guy like, he was like, Oh, you guys found me. <laughs> <laughs> but we, so we, rent, we rent these bikes and, and we're riding around and we asked, <laughs> we wanted to go see the Universidad, which is the, the university. And we ask these two cops down there, and they say it's uh, it's that way. But they're kind of laughing at us when we when we ask. But I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So we just start riding in that direction. Within two blocks, the cityscape has drastically changed. Like whereas they were once selling sunglasses and running shoes to tourists, now they're selling like stolen luggage and knives to locals. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. So we just turn. We make a turn around the corner, like we need to get out of here, kind of thing. We turn the corner right in the fucking heart of it, yeah. and people just like start. They're not like walking right at us, but they're getting up and they're noticing us, and they're kind of like walking in our direction. And we're on these fucking matching five yellow bicycles with big Parisian fucking baguette baskets in the front. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I luckily was at the front, so I was like the yeah, point dude. man. But whoever the guy was at the at dude, the back, I was, was at the rear, like man. Ripped right off the bike. Yeah, dude, I was at the rear. It was, uh, yeah, that was a trying time. And then literally, you make it back two blocks into the into the light, and it's back to tourist safe tourist land. I swear it was like cloudy and that it was like dark. It was almost darker, and maybe it was under a bridge or something, and it was actually no. It's darker. like uh, I don't know if you have ever seen the movie James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> I did not. This motherfucker rolls around in a big peach, but <laughs> some really weird Tim Burton type shit. And but the like evil guy in the movie is like this fucking rhino thing that's in the sky, 
And every time like the sky gets really dark and it starts like crack lightning and it has a super ominous foreboding vibe about it. And that's kind of, it's like we turn that corner and it instantly the sky turned dark. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it felt like. But another, another trip we did. And Mark, do you remember the name of that little town we were in? Of course. Where we went and got which one? The motorcycles that we took in on the rails. Uh, oh yes. Um, mm, no, I don't. All right. Well, the name of the town doesn't really matter. But it was we'll just do- outside of Bukaramanga or something. Yeah, two hours outside of Cali. Yeah. And uh, two hours no. if you have a two hours if you have an insane bus driver. Three if you're driving like a normal person. Oh my god, dude! I take back everything. That was the scariest <laughs> fucking moment of the whole trip. Yeah, that guy was absurd. <laughs> We we missed. You can take a guided tour out to this area, and it's like uh, it's kind of on the edge of the rainforest, some really beautiful waterfalls, that kind of stuff. But we missed it, and we're like, "Fuck it, we can figure this out." So we go down on the bus terminal. We get a bus out there. Uh, they drop you off right on the side of the highway, and we walk in, and we're like, "Is this the right place?" Kind of thing. We were two hours away from where we started. And all these kids are running up to us and like, look, we'll take you. We'll take you down to the, the village. Like, okay, this is pretty cool. And uh, we go down there. It actually all worked out swimmingly. This guy, uh, I fucking can't remember his name. But he just, he took us out on like a guided at walkabout. And then we went rafting on these uh, just inner tubes floating down the river. And we were so sketched out they were going to steal our wallet. And I had a one dry bag that was like the cheapest, shittiest dry bag. But I had all of our phones. All of our passports. All of our passports <laughs> in this dry bag floating down a fucking river on an inner in tube. In like a shit inner tube. Dude, that was the dumbest fucking thing. I should have just hit him or something. But No, man. You got to keep your shit close to the chest out there. Or vest. Oh, what yeah. is the saying? Close to the chest. Yeah. Tucked in the vest. That's the same. <laughs> but uh, we've all, all turns out while well, we eat at this awesome restaurant, and there was like a little pig in the back. And oh, we the pig. The pig was awesome. Fuck, those were good times, eh, man? Yeah, dude. Fuck, I miss you. But we, uh, the end of this trip, this is the sketchy part. Dude, what's, yeah, what's the sketchy part that I don't uh, know about? The, the end of this trip, we, we were walking back, and it's starting to get a little bit like, it's not dark yet, but it's going to be dark in half an hour. We aren't even back on a on a bus or anything. And we're talking to the locals, kind of. And this guy just starts getting out on the highway, just yeah. trying to flag down yeah. any he fucking took car off, he took off his the highway. Shirt. He, was, he had his shirt off, and he was, like, flagging cars and buses down. <laughs> he, what a hero that guy was. Yeah. He wanted us to give him a $5 bill Canadian, but we didn't have... And he said he collected uh, the no, money. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure I did give him a Canadian $5 bill. I hope we did. I think I'm pretty sure I did. But he flags us down this like, it's like a shuttle uh, van kind of thing. And the guy was driving. You're driving around. It's pretty bendy roads in South America. And the guy was driving just like an absolute maniac. I I was scared for my life. Man, the, the, way, the way I've described it before is how the it, how the driving works is it's single lane both ways and then if you make a crazy pass the highway almost turns into three lanes because the person mm. who's getting passed knows that they have to get on the shoulder the oncoming traffic knows that they have to sort of get on their shoulder and then the 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 passing car just sort of takes like the middle of the road yeah straddle the middle it's insane. This guy was doing like seven car blind passes around corners. Oh. It was so I I remember like I was so fucking scared, Mark. I remember my only like mechanism to cope with it was I just put on my headphones and then put them in my ears and I put it as loud as I could and I put like the most like warrior type music I had <laughs> on and I just embraced it. I'm like tonight we ride. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that uh, yeah, that was nuts, dude. We in should... order, oh, in order to get into that, uh, I just want to explain one last thing. In order to get into the place where we we had the dinner with the pig and uh, went uh, rafting in the inner tube and hiked through the rainforest, you take a motorcycle in, 
but it's not an ordinary motorcycle. So they have a abandoned railroad that leads into this town. And so they created these platforms that sit on the railroad tracks. And on one side, it's like a railroad wheel. And on the other side, instead of having a wheel, it's attached to a motorcycle. And this, it keeps the motorcycle dead in line with the, with the rails. So the motorcycle drives and it can't turn or anything, but it just drives right on one of the rails of the railroad track. And so you, there, you can get like five or six people sitting on the platform and one guy driving a motorcycle and he just takes you down the railroad. It's so fucking cool. Yeah. And it, in order to turn around, everyone gets out and picks up, turns the thing around. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's obviously there's one track. So if there's, yeah, you have to like take the thing off to, uh, allow other, uh, what would you yeah, call on, those things? Buggies to, to, to come pass. by. Yeah. Hmm. Yo, I want to, so something, I figured something out last week. I, f- I feel like I've been, oh, so I went to get another x-ray today and or yesterday and then the doctor's like oh yeah it doesn't even really like it's not really healed much is what she said so it's kind of bad news and sort of and it was the same thing the last x-ray i got too that was like a week and a half ago but i i think i realized last week that i've been sort of using exercise as a way to like I've been using it as like a way to like artificially make myself feel good and sort of put off uh, things in life that maybe deserve a little bit more attention. Like, um, like my, I don't know, like generally speaking, like my, my mental health. Mm. But, and I realized, I, I realized cause, um, yeah, I was just using – and you know that feeling that you get when you just go super hard at the gym or you go for a crazy long run and you're just like, oh, wow, like great. Like I feel so good. Feel, I feel fantastic and I feel like I was sort of using that for for like a good little while as a way to just sort of supplement me actually feeling good and I feel like I've been uh, not – I don't know. How do I really put this? Like you know what I mean? Yeah, you're feeling you're you're feeling a little like the waves, the ups and the downs, and yeah. you were in the down. You were in the down. Yeah, I was in like the but, and then on that, yeah, I had like one day last week where I sort of I hit quite a trough with all mm-hmm. of this sort of I don't know with the hand stuff not working too. Like I've been idle for a month. Like I haven't worked for like a month, you know, and I sort of. I was like, oh man, and then, but the uh, the beauty of it is, is like I called up a meal, talked to a meal for like an hour and a half, and I felt way better after that. And like I texted Ryan, and he had some like awesome, encouraging words, and like some constructive stuff too, like things to think about and whatnot in terms of, uh, I don't know, just like life in general. And and it was great, man. It was actually the day went from. It was such a roller coaster of a day, but it ended very constructively. And I think That's last great. week last week was a very constructive week. I think I've yeah. I I uh You're very you're very loved, Mark. Yeah. But it's it was nice. I never like I've never really you know, I don't know, I've never really spoken to like friends about stuff along yeah. those lines really ever that I can really think about. It's a tough thing with, to talk about. I know. And I think especially if everyone thinks of you as like being this happy, like mm-hmm. water off the bat kind of guy. Yeah. It's hard exactly. to admit. It's hard to admit. It's kind of going against this whole persona. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. that's not like, no, I'm not saying that that's like an artificial persona. I really, I feel like that genuinely is who you are, but I think anyone, anyone and everyone can have moments where they're feeling not potentially not themselves. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You know, and whether that's brought on by hand or I'm sure the hand had a big part of it, but it's probably not, it's, it's not the only thing. And I'm sure it, it just revealed a lot of other things that were maybe exactly slightly yeah. under the surface. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, and looking in a broad perspective, I think breaking my hand is honestly going to be a blessing in the long term, just in terms of an eye opener, an eye opener and sort of, 
I guess I've taken a little bit of stock in like where I'm at right now in life and maybe where I want to, I, I just, I don't know. I've thought a little bit more about the future, like what, where, where I want to be lifestyle wise, like I guess career wise and stuff like that in, in the next couple of years. And it sort of, it sort of caused me to take a step back, I guess, and sort of ass- assess what's happening rather than just sort of keep just doing what what I was doing because that that's probably what would have would have happened otherwise if if I didn't have this injury yeah sometimes it's good to have something that shakes up the status quo a little bit especially yeah. if things are like not necessarily bad they're yeah. not probably as good as they could be but they're not bad by any means right so it's kind of hard to break free from that sometimes I think yeah yeah that's a good it's way good. to put it it's good to be I'm excited for you man you seem you seem like in the last couple weeks, like you, I know you've been idle, but I feel like you're really hungering to be like, to be driven Yeah. more than you have in the past. And I'm not saying that you, obviously you, you started your own business out there. You're obviously doing some, some things well, Yeah. like you can always be doing more. And I think that you're finally, I don't know, you're hungry for it. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think that's a good thing. I mean, definitely. I've definitely been. That's something I've struggled with as well is just having that drive. I feel like I've always been so content with like my life that sometimes it's hard to have that drive to push yourself to like find that even better life. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it is. That's kind of, I feel like that's a good way to put it too. I feel like that's sort of, uh, I guess what, what I've sort of yeah grown up with, or that's been a common characteristic of, Man, I went through some, I like, and you're, and you're not alone at all, man. I went through some, some lower points, like when I was trying to find work and things weren't going as well. And I mean, that puts, it puts undue stress on, on you that you don't, Yeah. that it's just not, it's not fun to be, I don't know. And it's not the like image I wanted to portray. Like this fucking guy can't get a goddamn job. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. You know? Yeah. And you just sort of wear it. Like even if you try to like put up a good face and stuff like that, you just still just sort of wear it in a weird way. But yeah, my thing is I was so good at like, I was good at wearing it. I didn't give a shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was my problem. I like wasn't bothered enough by it, I think. (laughs) Yeah, true. I was just, I was just like, yeah, man. Yeah, but I'll you watch every day. I'm happy. Yeah, dude, you had, <laughs> but you have that. I don't know. You just sort of have that demeanor that it, it's going to work out, and it always sort of does. <laughs> like, it always kind of does. I know. Like even when you were working, <laughs> like you were working that labor job in the summer, and then I don't know. I always just sort of had like faith that it was going to yeah. come around for you and eventually and inevitably it did i think that that's something that's you know what that's something i i i think everyone can find a little like glimpse of that but that's just kind of like believing in yourself but it's not like i always knew it was gonna work out uh-huh. but it's kind of like you gotta kind of like believe it yeah and uh i, I remember very formative experiences I was in uh, elementary school and I, f- I don't know what it was that triggered this or if it even was an event or it was just a slow realization. But I remember thinking, like I, I, I think a kid who's getting an, an A in every class in elementary school and like not really, I'm not really studying or doing anything. But I remember thinking like this, none of this even matters. Like, I, and I don't want to say that in a, I'm obviously getting your education and and starting to learn the right way. That all matters. But I just mean in terms of strict grades, like I could fucking get a 60 in every grade in all elementary school. I'm still going to go to the same high school as the kid next to me. Yeah. And I think I was able to compartmentalize what, like what really matters and when it really matters and like able to think in terms of those there's a lot of small things that people stress about that you can really like compartmentalize and like, is this something that's really going to uh, affect my life? And like, how much is it? You know, like you got to be able to div- diverse your, 
your mental energy to certain different things. Yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like I explained that necessarily as well as I wanted to, but um yeah, what you're just saying essentially the, there's like it's sometimes the sometimes the biggest deals turn out to be the smaller like the smallest things. Sometimes what you think in the moment is like this is going to wreck my life. This oh, is Oh yeah. turns out to be nothing. And the, sometimes the things like you're saying that are the smallest things that are in the background and you don't even pay them any attention can in the long run turn out to be like really detrimental or really positive if you depending on how you treat it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, it's true. It's uh it's tough it's tough though to like disassociate yourself from from that stuff because when anything's happening to you it just seems so grand. Like the the thing I'd use is like when you're going through a breakup, like it seems mm-hmm. so like when it's happening, it's it's crazy. It's like the it seems like the world's ending and mm-hmm. like what you can't even see how Dude, this will can't, ever you get can't better. Even eat. You, you can't, can't even eat straight. You can't think. Yeah, you can't, you can't think. You're just sort of this like withering little human and then time passes and it, it just yeah. sort of you just sort of start living your life and then you look back and it's sort of like I don't know, I can't help but sort of it's funny. It's uh, yeah. Like when it you look funny. back at them, you you're sort of like, oh wow. I yeah, guess. Those, the same things that make those moments so intense and so is what makes life good, man. Like yeah. You know, if if a, if ending like a long term relationship that you're super into doesn't make you feel some kind of like sad or some kind of way, then. Yeah. Like the reason it makes you feel that strong reaction is because of all the strong positive reactions you got from it as well. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, there's always a balance to all things. Yeah. There's a cause. Yeah. Yeah. And time and, and it's, it's honestly a great mechanism that we are able to, to heal through time and through meeting new people or, or finding new experiences or new joys. You know, it's fuck life's beautiful, man. Like his life is beautiful. Ain't it? I was I was telling uh, some the guys when I was when we were driving back. What always blows my mind is you'd be driving on the four hundred one or whatever, any small road in your in your town or city or wherever you live, and you see a couple cars pass you by, like going the other way. And it's kind of crazy to think like we're three of us sitting in this car. There might be three people sitting in the car that just passed us. Yeah. Think of all the complexities everything going on in your life and all the people you know and the people you used to know and the things you wish you were doing and the things that you're not great at or not good at and like all these comp- your life is so complex and we just passed this car and we did not even give it any thought or pause at all and there could be three people in that car that all have their own life and their own complexities and all this and it's like I'm driving down the 401 and we pass hundreds and hundreds of cars and, and I'm just – it blows my mind to think of – there's so much going on in the world and I, I, I feel like it is a positive thing to kind of take a step back outside of your own realm of like consciousness and life and, and see – I don't know. There's just so yeah. much happening, so much life. Yeah, totally. I, I think about that often when I'm traveling, like when I'm in some mountain town in Peru that has like population of 3000 people. I just, yeah, it's, it's, it, it blows my mind that same, same sort of thing. People are here just living their lives in their own different, but sort of similar way. Everybody's just doing their thing to, to make it happen, to get by, to thrive, to survive. It's, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it is, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's fascinating. It is fascinating. Dude, and on that, uh, I, I like how we had that. The first half of the podcast was a little goofy and silly, and the second half was yeah, a little a little philosophical. I yeah, would say. It, it was. Yeah, I sort of. But, uh, yeah, I, I yeah. definitely. I, I wanted. I don't know if I explained myself as eloquently as maybe I would have liked to, but I just. I I was like, man, you know what? I should talk to talk to Joe about this stuff. I hear you, man. And if you wanna. You you know anytime you want to yeah. talk about anything, 
doesn't need to be on here. We can. Of course. No, it's beautiful, man. I'm so happy with the friends I have. Like, fuck. Yeah. The day it happened. Yeah, it just, it was fantastic. It literally, it just worked. The friends worked. It warms my heart to hear that, that you were able to just reach out to a few friends and it totally kind of changed the, changed the direction. It changed changed it, man. I used it as like motivation and like crazy, like constructivismness. It was just, it was just, yeah, really. I love you, buddy. I love you too, Joe. You're awesome. (laughs) Right back at you, brother. Um, Folks, thanks for tuning in for another episode of Best Friends Catching Up, an, an OG episode with just uh, myself and Joseph Yell. I always enjoy these ones with just you and I. I feel like we're getting some real yeah. deep shit. Some chicanery. Yeah, exactly. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thank As you very always, much. Rate, comment, subscribe, Boom. and call an old friend. You'll always be happy you did. Yo, hey, hold on. You should call, call an old friend tomorrow. Who are you going to call? I'm going to call John Lucard. John Lucard. I was He's just... a guy from high school. <laughs> nice one. I'm going to call... Uh... I'm going to call Patty Barton. Beautiful. Wonderful. All right, folks. Tell, him to get, tell him to give you back your fucking charcuterie, boy. <laughs> All right, guys. You have a good, uh, good week. Ciao. The sun came up and we were getting dry. Almost let a pickup truck nearly pass us by. So he jumped right in in the driver glen and he dropped us up the road. Yeah, we looked at the swim and we jumped right in at the mansion fishing poles. Oh, the water. Let's stop.